Welcome to the Nativist Podcast. We tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level, cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. And this one is a completely different episode than any that I have ever done before. And I'm really <laughs> jazzed for it because I am here with the babe, the hot mama, Veronica. <laughs> the babe. <laughs> it's the truth. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> if you guys could see this chick, well, you will see I'll her. What's your, what what's your see. tell the people your um, Instagram handle? Um, I just started it. It's <gasps> Veronica's Idaho. Um, so it's I'm still navigating it. Yes, and she is on fire. And so this You're is so the sweet. beginning. You heard it here first. So, so she will be in the driver's seat. Yes. This whole time. Yes. I will be in the hot seat answering the question. So this is a complete shift. So from here on out, she's the boss. I'm the sous chef, second in it. command, and You're I'm gonna she's gonna have it. her way with me. Yes. <laughs> Take it, Winnie. Oh, you girl, do it. All right. Okay. So you posted your video. Oh. And just thinking about it, like mm. you can see, like, do you see those goosebumps? Oh, that gosh. is okay. the ultimate compliment. Thank you. So you started your, or you posted your video, you yes. shared it. I want to know more about where the nativist came from. Oh, you're so I good. want to know if this is something that's been going on for years, if this is something that you just woke up in the middle of the night and were like, yes, I'm doing this. I want to hear where it came from and just the process of it. You are good. You are really good. She came in hot with that question. I did. I told you. I'm going to have my wake with you. (laughs) And this is just the beginning. Think of what's to come. Bend over and take it. Okay. So that's such a good question because I have to think about my answer to that. I feel like it was a slow awakening in a way where I feel like it was building momentum internally, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I felt like... I had something to give. I truly believe that we all have something to give. I feel like this is my contribution to the world. And I feel, thank you. And I feel like part of my purpose is to help people face their shadows and to facilitate healing, not to heal people because people heal themselves. Mm -hmm. You have it within you. Yes. So this has nothing to do with me. This is just me kind of hopefully inspiring and guiding the way to that self-reflection yes that's such a good way to put it yeah a medium in a way and I have always wanted to do something creative and this played into that so I have always loved to be creative and I've always loved to not really draw because I've never like actually been an artist or taken any art classes but create I guess essentially just say I have a hard time seeing that because I feel like you're so creative just with your photography and just your words so that's hard for me to picture that you weren't in any artistic (laughs) any right I mean I feel like that's kind of hard for me to picture so did that develop later on along with this is that where you discovered this I don't know because I feel like I've always kind of been a closet creator okay because I feel like Brooke my sister is always the one who took the art classes my dad has always been completely creative and clever and a creator he does woodwork he does 
copper sun faces. He's so amazing with that. And so I would always kind of create on the side, but I never really took it seriously. It was always kind of an imposter syndrome. Like I'd always just do it for me and I never took it seriously. And so when I monetized it with photography and with styling, those were always my interests, but it took a lot for me to be able to take it seriously enough to make it a business and to charge people. And so that was a hump that I had to get over. And so coming back to the nativist brand and the, the idea behind that, I just wanted to contribute and I felt like this was it. It just felt right. And I always had wanted to do something to contribute more. And I love to express myself in words and express myself in different ways. And so that played into it too. And it just somehow just came together beautifully. Like I think everything does in life that's supposed to happen. And I think the best things in life don't have to be forced. And it's kind of how this happened. And it took me a while to get over myself and get out of my head and decide to go for it and actually dedicate myself to it. And I finally did. And with this podcast, I knew it was going to be shit at first. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And like, that's something that I am so proud of myself for just accepting that it was going to be shit at first with the podcast and it wasn't going to be high quality and that's okay. Yeah. And you have to just go for it. Everybody starts. Yes. You have to. Yes. It is hard to just swallow your pride and your discomfort and move forward. Yes. And your fear. Yes. Yes. I listened to a podcast yesterday about fear. So I'm going to kind of play off of that. Please. Um, So with all of that, what were some fears that you had to overcome starting The Nativist and starting your podcast? What were some fears that you gave the finger? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice play. That was excellent. What what were something that you had to... So I, for one thing, it's kind of a contradiction, it sounds like. In one way, I've never really cared what people thought. I've always kind of danced to the beat of my own drum in a way. And that's what my family will tell you. But there's also my own internal standards that I have set for myself and my own internal pressure that I put on myself that it needs to be perfect and I'm like a recovering type A and Mm. it's been a long time since I like have been a type A because I've really like learned to relax and work through that but I just wanted it to be awesome if I was going to release it because if I wanted yeah and it was almost like I get dishonoring people like I wanted if I was going to do it like I wanted it to be good for people otherwise like why waste their time to release something that would be awesome and I think that's fantastic Thank you. So awesome of you. Thank you. Besides swallowing your type A personality. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like what other fears did I have to overcome? Um, I don't know. Like there's a fear of vulnerability. Like there were some things that I hit from the jump with some of my blog posts because I, yeah, I, um, thank you so much. I, uh, prefaced with the blog post. That's what I started with. And then I launched the yes. podcast. And I was thinking today, it's been like a year. This might even be like the year anniversary the of the podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. know. I was trying I to know. think like how long I've been infatuated with you. <laughs> I love you. I love this <laughs> girl. Because I did, I, I would read your blog. Thank you. And I would read it to my husband. Oh, and I would be thank like, you. like it, oh, I was chills the whole time. But I would you. read it to Dustin. I'd be like, bitch. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, this girl is like, will be her friend. I'm like, she's way too cool to be my friend. Never, ever. Oh my 
gosh, the ultimate I would cool read girl. it to my brother that I work with. Like, <gasps> I would read you. it to everybody. And I I just, I loved it. So when you thank said that you, you were going to do a podcast, I, I listened to your first thank one. You. And I loved, I loved all of oh, it. That means I think it's so, so much. Amazing that thank you. you are growing. Thank you. And I think that's so incredible. I'm really working on, like, saying thank you and accepting this instead of, like, deflecting or, yes. like, minimizing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say thank you instead of, you're yeah, welcome, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> Take my course it does. Yes. Because yes. they are genuine. Thank you. And they are true. Thank you. Because Thank you. you are a badass and just <laughs> you are so amazing. And it Thank is you. hard for people to It's not funny it how that funny. works. And you like tell me as a woman how you feel. Just it's accepting hard. compliments. And I think it's a human thing. Too. I've it's gotten better at accepting thing. compliments because my husband. Because uh, of your husband? Yeah. He, really? And he's like, it almost got to the point that he didn't want to compliment yeah. me because I would just be like, no. Yeah. I w- and he he finally sat me down. And he's like, V, this is, like, that's not cool yeah. for you to not listen to me because yes. I genuinely think this about yes. you. And I'm like, you're so right. How often do we do that? Yeah. Like, how poison is that? It's, that's such a good word for it. It's total poison. Oh it God. is complete poison. And it's, like, indoctrinated into us. And it's, like, our reflex, right? And there's nothing wrong with accepting a compliment. No. It doesn't make you conceited. It doesn't make no. you this terrible person. No. It's, like... Thank you. This is something I've been working on. That is yes. something I needed to hear. Yes. I don't feel that right now. Thank you for saying that to me. Absolutely. Instead of being like, no, no. And like, how just are you as the compliment giver when somebody accepts your compliment? I love it. Yes. I feed off it. Then I just want yes. to be like, by the way, you're this and this yes. and this and this. Yes. And they're just like, okay, now you need to stop. Yes. You're overwhelming me. No. I'm like, but I can't stop. I won't stop. I know. I have so much more to give. And it's so true. So you being on the giving end and then on the receiving end it is one of my greatest joys in life when somebody owns whatever compliment yeah, I give them I love it. and they're like yes and I think it's so sad and it's true and I still find myself mm, having know. like having this woke moment like a while ago still finding myself when people come into their element or like really like own their strengths mm-hmm. there's still that little teeny tiny and I think it's just having been raised in this society true. there's that teeny tiny part of me that like automatically like before I even think about it is like who does she think she is mm-hmm. she's so full of herself and then I'm like okay pipe down no yeah. good for her good on her and good on him yeah. and good on whoever it is own your talents yes. everybody has different talents yes. everybody has different strengths and different beauties Everybody should bring that to the table. Yes. And everybody should accept that with yes. open arms. Yes. Because it's like, I can get something from this. Yes. And I can give you something. Yes. And it's just, it's a full circle. And it's like, people have a scarcity mindset where it's like, if you're beautiful, then I'm less beautiful. I know. Is no. that interesting? Yes. No, I, and, and I totally ways. guilty of that. I totally. totally. Like, I like her brown eyes. I yeah. have blue eyes. But yeah. blue eyes aren't any less pretty than brown eyes. Yes. Or blonde hair or whatever. Exactly. Like, and perfection is an illusion. It's a complete illusion. So I'm like, it's up to opinion. And Ooh. how about you? I don't know about you. And to each their own. I myself love and I'm drawn to the imperfections in people, like, 
quote unquote imperfections mm-hmm. in people. Like I love that um allowing people aren't uh what's that? Symmetrical. Symmetrical. Yes. But nobody's symmetrical. Nobody is. Nobody is. Wasn't um and I love that shared like that like if people's faces were symmetrical, they would look jacked up. <laughs> they really would. They, they really would. would. And she and I have this conversation all the time. Um and Brooke is my sister and it's so true and there are models and just people in everyday life where you look at them if you were to compare them to the conventional standard of beauty they would quote unquote fall short Mm -hmm. which is bullshit but whatever for this purpose they would fall short but there's just something about them there's like a je ne sais quoi and there is their essence that's what you talked about in your last podcast yes I love you yes and it's true it's so true and people's just the air that they have to bring and their spark that they have to bring and I just I love that why not make it why not catch it on fire? Yes. It has nothing truly to do with your exterior. Oh, it has all to do with your fire inside and your aura and your energy that you bring. Yeah. And think about people. Think about somebody that if you were to show a picture of them to somebody else that didn't really capture their fire, their mm-hmm. essence, like somebody else would maybe not get this, have the same effect mm-hmm. or feel the same effect, I should say. But if they were to meet them in person, they'd be like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Or like somebody that you've had a crush on, like now or in the past, where convention Eventually, maybe they're not beautiful or handsome, but they just have this magnetism mm-hmm. that just draws you right in and so has nothing to do with what they look though. like. It's yeah, so true. I love that. And I yeah. love that you created this platform Thank to you. help people discover that. Well, it's and you need that, re- that sees that and recognizes it. So I thank love you. That. Thank oh, you. But I did, I loved your video. Oh, I thank loved you. It. The part where everybody shared of you like just screaming, I was like, shit she's awesome she's so gorgeous like i watched it like six times oh thank you thank you thank you thank you that was (laughs) so freeing when was the last time podcast audience when was the last time that you've just let it all out just screaming i don't know if i ever have i don't know if i've ever done yeah now that you say that i know right I don't think I've ever done that. Just scream yeah. into the wilderness. All right, that's on my bucket list. Thanks, Please Whitney. do. And then I want to like report back. I want to hear how it I'm goes. I'm just gonna have Dustin take a video of me. Yes, screaming. Oh my gosh! Challenge like, to everybody. Please, and I want you to tag record the nativist. it. Please tag the nativist in Veronica's Idaho. Like, it was such a foreign, radical feeling. Because I, I think I just threw the idea out there. I'm like, do you know what would be rad like for a shot? If I just was screaming at just the world, not the world, but into but the world. you made it look so like graceful. Oh my God, thank you. Because it felt anything but because it was <laughs> like, such yeah, a different feeling. Amazon woman. <laughs> <laughs> Letting it go. Like, but you did just yes. that shot. Like, oh, thank it was, you. It was stunning. Like, there's I no words. That. It was stunning. So much. The person that you worked with. Gage Horn. He is the videographer of the year. And he, he did a beautiful job. Really he did you honor stepped for up. sure. He did he it. Is he did a such good people. Job. And I just actually did a podcast episode with him that Perfect. I will release probably before this one. So you guys hopefully will have heard him. He's good <laughs> people. He's an old soul. He's 23 and I feel like he's I love 50 that. 50G. He's so <laughs> awesome. In a good That's way. In so a good way. Like, he just has good. learned some good life lessons. And, yeah, he's Perfect. so good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm going to jump into the next question. Hey, let's do it. This is a question I've actually asked a couple of people. I love your perspective on things. Thank so you. So, I want to know, to you, what is the difference between accepting and excusing? 
Oh, I love this topic. <laughs> I love this topic because I am, <laughs> and I get really passionate. No, I love it. I was it. just like so joking to her like you get spikes on the audio or whatever. <laughs> Voice <laughs> up. in. <laughs> Excitement. So I feel like compassion and empathy go a long way and they are a secret to a happy life, man. And understanding where people are coming from and being a human can be so hard sometimes. It, is, it really sure. can be. And if you can dive into that and really dig in and understand people's motives, their origins and their background Just, and where they come so from. There's so much. It's so complicated. Really, truly. And there are so many times where I've met people and they have dealt with some really bad hands and I just think if I were in their shoes and I had a bad upbringing like they did, I had negligent parents like they did, or I had some really hard knocks at life that dealt me like they did, who's to say that I wouldn't turn out miserable? Yeah. Like then. Bless your hearts, but miserable. Miserable. Yes. So... That doesn't always excuse their behavior, though. Mm -hmm. And so I am a firm believer in accountability, and you can be dealt a crappy hand, but you still have to own it. If you're going to be happy and successful, you have to own it. And that doesn't mean that you don't still extend grace to the people who don't play their hands well, because, again, being a human is hard. But I think that it is good to accept people, but not always condone their behavior, because sometimes they cross the line, and you have Mm -hmm. to set boundaries, and I feel like boundaries are the key to compassion if you don't have boundaries and you're just gonna be resentful and bitter so you have to have boundaries and if people cross that line you have to hold those boundaries and maintain them and not condone their behavior but accept them as humans and still love them through that but still set those boundaries and honor your boundaries and sometimes that means that you have to love from afar and, and there's I just nothing done, wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that and you shouldn't have guilt over that a lot of people do they do and I don't think you need to no and people like always feel the need to validate or not validate validate but justify themselves and it's like no no good for you for holding to your boundaries Mm. and sometimes people dishonor you and sometimes people cross the line for whatever reason still love them through that still extend Mm. them grace but you have to hold to your boundaries you have to Mm -hmm. and so I think that's where empathy and compassion is just understanding man like that was just that was messed up what they did I can understand why they did that maybe it's because of this insecurity it's because of this fear but I'm not gonna I'm not okay with what they did so I'm still going to draw my line in the sand or concrete actually sometimes and honor my boundaries but still love them from afar oh you put that so beautifully thank you so that leads me to the next one you honestly you led right into that it's boundaries meant to be boundaries um what is your process of setting boundaries with anybody because I know especially loved ones family friends close people you almost once boundaries get crossed you start to build a bitterness yes and oh yes I want to know your process if you have one of where do you see like at a point where do you see that going that you start to communicate and inspire instill those boundaries and how do you go about that I think the first step and the first step that comes to mind is self-love so you have to tackle your shadows you have to do your shadow work you have to dive into your insecurities I think that's the first step of anything of happiness of success Mm -hmm. of boundaries You have to be able to tango with what gets you down. And if you have established that firm foundation of self-love, or even if you're in the midst of that, that will facilitate your setting of boundaries. And that doesn't mean that if you still haven't established a firm foundation of self-love that you can't still have boundaries. You absolutely should. But that's really going to make your life easier. Mm -hmm. And then I think once you have 
worked on or achieved loving yourself, then that helps you set those boundaries and that helps you know that you are worthy of those boundaries and you are worthy of good treatment and being treated well and being treated like being given your due and your worth. And for me, I don't know if there's necessarily a process. Um, that's one thing that I'm grateful for. I think I've that's one of the things, the areas that I've been stronger in is being able to set boundaries. But I there is an area in which it's hard for me to set boundaries. Um, and that's something especially lately that I've really had to work on. And a lot of come to Jesus moments, a lot of like hard truths and realizations and tough talk and pep talks and all of that, that just happen when it comes to setting boundaries. And it's really hard and it's messy. And sometimes you cave and sometimes you regress and sometimes you like go back and forth and you feel on top of it and then you regress and you feel not on top of it. But the process is so important and it's important that you just continue to like work on it and continue to move forward. And I don't know if you've heard the quote by Brene Brown. Have you read any of Brene Brown's Mm -hmm. readings? So she has a radical concept that setting boundaries makes you more compassionate. And I remember when I first heard that, I thought that was... I remember that about your podcast that you shared. I thought that was so crazy. it's so true. It's so true. And so I've really internalized that and taken that to be the truth that if you set boundaries, it helps you be more compassionate because... It eliminates resentment. Yes. It does. It eliminates that. But you also, it sounds like during the process, you need to give yourself grace. Yes. And you need to give that. (gasps) I love that you said that. Yes. Grace. Yes. And that's not a free pass. No. That's just an underlinement of understanding. Yes. I feel like sometimes people confuse grace with excusing. Yes. And (laughs) that's an important distinction. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. I don't think that that. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's putting yourself in their shoes and being like, I understand where you're coming from. And genuinely doing that. Yes. Because I realized over time, like, in my relationships is when you say you're valid in how you feel. Yes. I may not necessarily agree with it. I may not necessarily see where you're coming from. But you feeling that, I understand. I understand that those feelings are real and validating that and then working off of that. Because when you say, well, just ex- again, just excusing their behavior or your behavior or feelings or whatnot, then people are just, they put up their walls, they come out fist flying. Oh, totally. And I just, with what you were saying, I feel like, yeah, just grace. Yes. Giving people the opportunity to be understood. Yes. And how far does that go when you are validated and when you feel oh validated gosh, and when your feelings are valid? Oh, that right there. And I talked about this in my podcast episode with Gage. Feeling validated and heard and seen and acknowledged. It can really like eliminates the fire. Exactly. It really exactly. does. Because you're just pissed yes. or you're hurt. Yes. And someone says, I understand. Yes. And then you're just like, oh. Yes. Okay. Then yes. you want to open up and talk about yes. it and work it out rather than being like someone's like, you're wrong. Like, bullshit on <laughs> Oh, yeah? You want a war? <laughs> That's war. And it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> yes. But like people or the human nature, it does seem like. We, we need validation, but it's hard for us sometimes to give it. It is. And it's hard in the same vein. It's also hard to own up to when you're feeling hurt and vulnerable yes. because that introduces vulnerability. And I don't, I don't always like to be vulnerable. It's hard. It is. It's really hard. Yes. And so like when you're having a discussion, <laughs> when you're having a disagreement with I love with that somebody, tone yes. discussion. <laughs> tone change. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I have found, oh, I have found that it really, like, 
completely douses that fire when you own up to any feelings of vulnerability or insecurity. Like, if you're like, that really, yes, 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 it is. When you're like, that really hurt my feelings, I just felt like when you, I'm like referencing a fight with my sister. Yeah, like if you, when you did that without me, that really made me feel left out or excluded. And it's magical. It's so simple, but sometimes so hard to do to own up to those feelings like of hurt or insecurity or or fear. And it's magical Mm -hmm. the effect that they have on the discussion. And I feel like any relationship. Exactly. And that's friendships, like like, family, marriage, any type of relationship, even a business. Yes. Professional. Yes. Relationship. Yes. Yes. Because when everybody's on the same page and being open, it changes. It eliminates people feeling taken advantage of. Yes. Yes. It really does. And it connects you. Yes. Because people are like, oh, okay. So they don't feel the heat coming from you. They're like, oh, wait, they're getting vulnerable with me. They're actually stepping up. They're not just like aggressively coming at me and trying to mm-hmm. perpetuate this war. And it just like connects you human to human, I feel mm-hmm. like. And um, going back to what you had said, so also when you like validate people's feelings and acknowledge them, it feels so good when you are validated and it just, yeah, it completely like can turn that conversation around and it like it lowers people's walls too. It does. Yes. With and even just being a mom yes. and being a wife. Oh yeah. Because like us women, I feel like sometimes we feel so irrational that yeah. we don't want to open up because you're like, I feel crazy. Yeah. But I'm still feeling this. Yes. And men tend to not always, but sometimes are typically pretty simple that they're you need to tell them. Yeah. Like this is how I'm feeling. Yes. This is where I'm coming from. They're like, I had no idea you were feeling that way. And that took me years, years. Good for you. To overcome. Because when you don't do that, then you bottling up all those emotions. Yeah. And suppressing them. That's that's where, like, that's where I was going to go. That's where else I was going to go with. I'm so glad that you said that. (laughs) Because I was like, there was something else I was going to say about that. Yes, it's the repression. Yeah. And that leads to festering. And so if you just sweep it under the rug, like, sometimes can happen when you just don't want to deal with it or you excuse people's actions Mm -hmm. and you're like I just don't want to argue or I don't want to get on this person's bad side so I'm just going to excuse it and sweep it under the rug or don't want to deal with it right now it's still there the issue is still there it needs to be addressed and it needs to be resolved because it will pop back up again later and those feelings will fester and you need to address it and it's so much better and it's such a time saver to just do it right then and there Mm -hmm. And you save yourself a lot of time and heartache if you, you just do. actually address it right then. Yes. And those feelings do fester. And so I think that that's very important in life. And also to acknowledge and validate, validate those feelings within yourself and not yes. label feelings as negative or positive. I know. Because feelings are feelings. Feelings are feelings. Yes. I mean, you cry when you're happy. You yes. cry when you're sad. You yes. cry when you're mad. They are signals. Yeah. They are signals. They are objective signals to what you're going through. And so you use them as guideposts. Mm. Like, okay, where do I need to dig in? Um, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? They're there to help you. They're not there to, like, get you down. And if you're, like, feeling lonely or you're feeling dejected or you're feeling depressed or whatever, they're they're signals for you. And not to excuse or diminish, like, mental health issues. Nothing about that. But... Your feelings are feelings, and they're mm-hmm. not good or they're not bad. They're just feelings. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Oh, I love that. I love you. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> 
Okay. Now which one do I want to dive in? I'm trying to think. Because <laughs> we, like, hit my big ones. Ooh, good. Okay. So this is one. Ooh. All right. I'm going to be totally blunt with Let's you. Let's do it. Let's do it. I found you so intimidating. Have you been <gasps> told that before? <laughs> yes. Because tell me why. I don't know why. Hmm. Like, because I never really, this is probably, this is the first real conversation we've ever had. Yeah. And as I'm loving it, by the way. Is, and I have loved you from afar for so long. Same. Same. So long. And I remember, like I said, over years, this has been years going on, same. that I, I was just drawn to you. But for some reason, and I, I want to say it's insecurities, that I, you were just, you were successful, you were confident, you gorgeous how, wait hold on let me interrupt like how much strength does that reveal in her to be able to even say that so that's amazing but it's true Snaps like you, you were <laughs> Snaps around. um you you were I don't know if it was just like all these things that I was just craving that I wanted to be around but I wasn't comfortable in myself I don't know but I found mm-hmm. you really intimidating that it took me a really long time to really reach out to you really so I'm curious have you ever had somebody that you were intimidated by? And if so, how did you like, did you ever reach out to them? Did you overcome that? Tell me. Because I'm curious. Because for someone who's, I feel like you are just a very confident, Thank strong you. person. It's hard for me to picture you being intimidated. Thank you. I accept that and really thank you. appreciate you saying that and saying all that you said. I know my insecurities and I grapple with them constantly. My insecurity has to do with people who own themselves. And this isn't as much of an insecurity anymore because I feel like I've really done some work on this. People who really are in their element and own themselves. Mm -hmm. And at first that was very off-putting for me because that was my ego talking and those were my insecurities talking. Who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? Owning themselves, mm. professing their self-love, come on, how full of themselves are they? No, that's how it should be. That's the baseline. That's how it should it's be. It's self-worthy. Yes. That's, that's Absolutely. So it took a while for me to overcome that. And then another issue that I've had to overcome is my insecurity with intelligence. Really? Yes. And so I'm actually kind of stoked that you brought this up because... I just recently have seen how far that I have come. I am currently in language training and this is my second round with it. And it is, it's Arabic. And so it's a category four language. If you are familiar with the categories, it's, there are four categories. And so it's, I didn't know that. It's gnarly. And this is, please like know that I'm coming at this from a completely humble angle. Um, This is just to drive home the point of like my insecurities and how far I've come. So, I am used to things coming easily to me, at least like in school and with language. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you. And my classmate has, she lived abroad for a year in an Arabic speaking country and she studied it for three years in college and she is like fantastic. She is great as they come. So there was a learning curve stepping into this. So this is like the second round. So I already had a foundation and typically like I would feel so dejected and so discouraged stepping into it, not being the star of the class. And that is really something that I am so proud of myself for this time because it has been such a game changer for me because this time 
I have extended myself grace and I've been okay with that. And I have still like maintained motivation. Oh, that's so good. Thank you. It is such a good feeling knowing that this would have completely shot me down before and this would have completely killed my vibe before and I would have like really been down and out about it not being like at the top of the class and who cares yeah nobody it's not a competition with other people they don't (laughs) they really don't they really don't and so they just want you to get there yeah they don't care how and even if they don't and even if like they're competing with you it that's not what it's about Mm -hmm. and that's like again like that's recognizing that they have insecurities and they require empathy and compassion because they're not good with themselves just yet And so it's just like standing firm in yourself and like just believing in yourself and being okay with that and not constantly needing to prove your worth or your intelligence. And that was such a step leap forward for me. And so that's something that – Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Like that's something that has always intimidated me is like, yeah, people – who are just really good at what they do in, like, intelligence. I've always, like, felt the need to, like, like prove my intelligence. and Well, that was your strength. So yeah, you exactly. to with it. And, and so when that wasn't something you could fall back on, it – or not that you couldn't fall back on, but that was something – But, yeah. That was – yeah, I get it. I totally yeah. get where you're coming from. And when, I and I think, like, parents – like, my parents knocked it out of the park with raising me, but I feel like that's something that I was – like known for and so I learned to base my value and worth on is my intelligence not that my parents didn't love me they would love me no matter what but that's how I internalized it Mm. I'm like okay so that's my value if I'm able to be at the top of my class and be the most the smartest in the room then I'm proving my value and if I don't growing up I always felt like then I wasn't valuable and I wasn't worthy isn't that interesting how that plays yes and then it changes over time it does and And so like I think of that I think of that like with my niece, not that I'm, I'm not a mm-hmm. boss mama like you, but I think of that with my niece. Like I always try to compliment like not just her exterior and what she looks like and not just like certain things like her as a package and not mm-hmm. conditionally. It's so hard, man, though. Like I have so much respect for you parents because you do the best that you can. <laughs> We all suck. No, you don't. We all no, suck you absolutely do not. I have so rock. much respect. Yes, <laughs> and equally rock. Like yes, I just have Everybody, so much respect. I mean, it's such a mind trip, man. Yo, parenting's <laughs> a whole other animal, man. It's so a much whole other animal. It's right now. <laughs> someday, someday, and mine are gonna. Yeah, oh, big. wow! It changes yes. too. It's constantly changing. <laughs> Oh I believe goodness. that. Oh, that was so good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That was. Thank you for asking. And I feel like you could use that anywhere. Yeah. Cross applicable to life. Just self-worth in general. I feel, I feel like it's constantly being questioned. Yes. And it shouldn't. Yes. And I feel like all of us, we do, we attach our self-worth to not necessarily worldly things, but just things. Yeah, it shouldn't be attached to anything. No, self worth is you. Yes, like you make terrible choices. Yeah, everybody does. You hurt somebody. Maybe it's intentional. Maybe it's not. But if you're constantly trying to be a better person, if you really are trying, then your self worth is. Like, yes, it's there. It and you have a baseline you- level of self worth that yeah. everybody has. And it's unconditional, like you said, yes. perfectly. And it's 
there no matter what you do. And I am so grateful for my mess ups. Mm-hmm. Because they, isn't that funny? Yes. Like during them, you're like, shit, this sucks. Yes. But then as it goes on, you're like, okay, yes. I needed that. Yes, that it helps you grow so much. And I love. Well, I don't love in the moment because I'm like Whitney, get your act together. Come on. <laughs> <There> <laughs> but after the moment, like there have been some missteps I have done that I'm like, I never ever thought that I would ever do that. I would. I'm not that kind of person. Who am I? What did I do? And I'd really beat myself up. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, this is gold. This is really good because you have newfound compassion for the people who do this. And you understand they can still be good people. You just screw up sometimes and that's okay. And there is not a good or a bad label. No. And you don't need to be labeled. And you can have a good heart and still do some crappy things and that's okay. It's true. And like you said, exactly. As long as you're still moving forward. That's all that counts. That's all anybody could ask for. That's yeah. what I always tell. Like, that's what we preach in our home. If oh, you are beautiful. doing the best you can with yeah. the best attitude you yeah. can, nobody can – who can ask more than that? Right. It's true. And having the courage to fess up when you do yes. uh, make a misstep, like, that's that takes a lot of guts. That it takes a lot of guts. Does. And that's what counts. Swallowing and that shows your grit. Your yes. And being like, oh, I was tough sometimes. And it, it's really, and it causes <laughs> oh, so, much, so much pain yes. and so much discomfort. But if you don't feel that and you don't experience that, then you're not going to change. Yes. Because if you don't feel something that strongly, then why would you change? Right, right. <gasps> That's a good point. Yes. Right? If you didn't feel something so profound, it wouldn't change you. Yes, that's a really, that's a kick in the pants to really like make you change <laughs> and help true. you change. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Me too. All right. What was a pivot point in your life? That's something I want to know because I feel like you, I don't want to really want to say complex, but I feel Mm. like I didn't know you when you were younger, but I feel like you've probably, I mean, I guarantee you've changed. And tell me, was there a pivot point that made that change? Because I remember you've mentioned that you were raised in a conservative home. We are in a conservative community. Yes, we are. And yes, was there was it pivoted because of that or oh, talk to me about it? Such good questions. Oh, you're welcome. I'm gonna hire you. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So there are so many different ways that I could go with that because I think personally, uh, what's pivotal? Cool, professionally, what's pivotal? Personally, when I left the church because I was raised Mormon and I was so fortunate and I am so grateful that I, nothing against the Mormon religion, but I am so grateful that I had a mother who was not Mormon and my father was raised Mormon, became a hippie and then returned to the church because he wanted his girls to be raised well. And I am so grateful for that because it helped me get my job. Yes, I am so grateful for that because I was so innocent growing up. And that's exactly how I got my current job. And so, and it gave me structure and I'm grateful for that too. But I remember getting my nose pierced. I think I was 18 or 19. And I was a Relief Society teacher at the time. (laughs) And I was like, I had gone on vacation to California. And I came back and I was like, they're not going to accept me with a nose ring. I think that's bullshit. Nothing against them. Nothing against the people. There are some fantastic people in the church, but they're not going to accept that. 
and I'm not okay with that. I am not okay with them condemning me for having a nose ring that in no way testifies to my character, my integrity, my person. So I'm going to split ways. I'm not okay with that. And I did, and it was... So you were 18? Yeah. Oh, so you mm-hmm. were young. Mm-hmm. That's and a I remember, big, like, yeah. I feel like that's a big choice. Thank you. Yeah. And age. when I presented them with my decision, there was some resistance at first and they kept um, visiting me. And finally, like I, again, like I have no problem setting boundaries and I respectfully said, listen, I respect your beliefs, but I ask you to respect mine. Please don't come back here asking me to return to the church I have made my decision. Please respect it. And I did, and I didn't come back. And I think they were a little taken aback at first because people don't really speak in a straightforward way around but here. sometimes people need to. They really do. Sure. I yeah. feel like it could do so much farther in life, people. It does. <laughs> it really I does. I mean, you don't need to be nasty. No, there is a respectful, polite, yeah, loving way to do it. When I love when people just... Yeah, shoot it they to you straight. To you. I you love have to that. Respect that. Yes. You do. I don't. I mean, I was raised in a home like that. And I, Brooke and I were talking about that the other day, where it's considered impolite and very off-putting here for people to not couch everything with a million emojis and a million exclamation marks. And if you don't receive a text that has a million exclamation marks and emojis, then they're pissed at me. They're upset with me. And you need to like dance I'm around totally the topic. Of yes. That. And isn't that funny? It is. And it's like. That's, but you can like very kindly and politely express yourself without all of that and just see it how it is. And I love when people do that. And my sister's a really good example of that where she just shoots it to you straight. But it comes from a, a right place. And I feel like if you actually dare to just like broach the topic and say what you need to say, more often than not, people can sense that you're coming from a good place and if you're actually like daring to say what you mean like people actually respond to that and respond well to it so that was a pivotal moment with leaving the church and branching out and I've kind of always been a low-key rebel in a way I've always hated people telling me what to do and how to live my life and it's kind of funny with the job that I have because that is completely contradictory to that but (laughs) you can't have it all (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so I have what 21 tattoos um so I have yeah yeah and that was actually one of the questions that somebody had asked on Instagram so yes I'm into piercings and tattoos obviously I I have like seven piercings well, no, not seven. Yeah. <laughs> My it's girl crush just went up. <laughs> I love you. It's, and rising, God, I just love tattoos. So I have um, really embraced um, just owning myself and owning my way in life. And that's something that I've always, like, also worked on is being okay with not having everybody's stamp of approval. And when I say everybody's, I say my family's because I'm okay with like nobody else's stamp of approval. I'm okay with that. But I've been so integrated with my family and we're so tight knit that I am so responsive to my parents' approval. So if I were to branch out and like leave my job, for example, it's such a stable, fantastic once in a lifetime job. If I were to leave that, they would out of love, say, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) This is such a good job. Why would you leave the stability? And so I've really like had to step into that freedom and that independence and my 
path and say, hey, if I am okay with that and I feel like that's the way forward, then that's the way forward. So um, lately, it's kind of been a pivotal moment, just accepting and recognizing and owning that. And then um, professionally, no, still again, personally, um, I think a pivotal moment was, so I had an eating disorder, maybe, gosh, it feels like two years ago, but it was actually probably like seven years ago. Oh my goodness. And that was a pivotal moment. Yeah, that was a pivotal moment because I actually had to accept that it was a problem and I needed to seek treatment for it. And so I did. And that was hard because I'm like, no, you're, I'm fine. I can handle it. It's good. I'm good. I'm good. And I was so fortunate to have a supportive family who were, had a come to Jesus moment with me. And they're like, no, you're not good. You need to. And I'm so grateful for people who actually like at the gym who would step up to me and be like, you don't look good. You need to, you don't look healthy. And so that's something that I've always tried to keep in mind whenever I compliment people on like any weight loss or any fitness transformations because I feel like that's such a slippery slope. It can be. Absolutely. It can, yes. You can, um, you can feed into that. Yes, sure. you can. And so you want to acknowledge their effort, but you do not, you want to let them know that they are beautiful no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's, yes. Yes. And so I am so grateful for the people. I know that the people who praised me for losing weight were well-intentioned. I know that they came from a loving place, but it fed that fire and it fueled me and that just led me to perpetuate that cycle and so that was a pivotal moment um overcoming that and it's still something that I've had to tangle with still and it's not as much like I base my self-worth on that like I did and so that's been good but it's a sense of control for me and so that's something that I constantly have to be cognizant of and think about and acknowledging that I used to base and still like I still I still every so often have to like think about this um this is really getting deep basing my self-worth on what I look like and how productive I am and so like growing up I always kind of internalized again nothing against my parents because they were fantastic but this is just what I internalized Mm -hmm. That your self-worth is based on what you bring to the table and in a relationship. So like the woman, if she looks good, she takes care of herself. And if she is productive and contributing. And so I'm like, okay, well, if I take care of myself and always look good and I am always like productive and doing something, then I'm worthy of love. And that was a really hard lesson that I had to learn. And that was just a recent lesson that I like actually recognized and had to learn that no, you're worthy no matter what. Oh, you can be in sweats. Thank you. Like that was so that was a really, really recent and hard but lesson. That's like all truth. All of that is all truth. That's like you said, you're worthy no matter what. And everybody, like no matter what. And no you do what. not have to look a certain way. I love that. Or do something. I do something. Yeah. You don't like, have to do a goddamn thing. Like you are just you. Yes. You existing. You existing is worthy. You're worthy. Yes. You and are you're worthy, worthy of love. Yeah. Everybody and yeah. And I love that you said that. that Thank is you. So profound. That's so amazing. That's Thank like, you. Too. That was it's like the first time that like My we were joking. She's like, damn, it's insulting. I'm a I've never 
I've never really, I think I've like I told like that. one or two people that. And no, yeah, it's, I love you opening up. Thank because you. I feel like that's so relatable. Thank you. On so many levels, because it's true. It's something that I feel like, well, not everybody, I won't speak for everybody, everybody can relate to, but in some way, and I feel like really, not to really be a dog on a bone with this concept, but I think society is really done, especially women, a disservice mm-hmm. by conditionalizing our worthiness and our love and our value. And so true. I oh love my- that my friend had posted a quote the other day about not knowing Ruth Bader Ginsburg's weight or Rosa Parks' weight when they did all the amazing things that they did. Who cares? Who gives a flying F what they weighed or what they look like? No. No. You don't need to qualify their contributions. Nobody cares. Like, if you are a good person, that mm-hmm. should be all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. A thousand times. Yes. Thank you. I don't know how to follow up with that. <laughs> you are good. <laughs> Getting all of that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, now, should I lighten it up? I don't know if I – okay, well, I yes, am, yes. am going to lighten it up. So okay, I did have two people. Yay. Two people ask questions, Sweet. and one is your okay. sister. Oh, I love her. And one is my husband. Ooh. Whose question do you want first? Mm. Let's go with your husband's because I'm scared of Brooks. <laughs> Are you bi? Because he wants to know because I have I'm crazy about yeah. you. He's like, let's I marry you. her. <laughs> well, like, I'm single. Let's marry I'm her single. because you're obsessed with her. I'll I be love obsessed. You. With I would her. totally marry you. I would in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. So that was That's so funny that you asked that because last last night I had a um. Oh my gosh, it's kind of funny that you asked like. Just mentioned Brooke, too. I remember. I've been single. I have not been in a long-term relationship ever. Really? I think the longest one was, like, six months, and it was, like, broken. It was, like, disjointed. Like, here and there. Yeah, I'm just, like, not a long-term relationship. Not that I am not a long-term relationship. Oh, I have commitment issues. Girl. So the fact that I've been married for 11 years. I'm in awe. I'm in awe. And it's, like, saying that I, I did have commitment issues, but I feel like I've cross that bridge <laughs> but last I'm night still on my <laughs> well i am in awe that you have committed for 11 years god I love, it's the man though that's serious. that he's makes all the, the difference best. that makes he's all the difference the best. that makes all the difference <laughs> i was just talking to my mom a couple of nights ago actually she stopped by and there's one guy that has ever like really like caught my attention to where like i was ready to commit 100 percent and she even said, she's like, yeah, like, that's when I, like, really snapped to attention and I knew that it was something special because before then I had never really, I guess, wanted to commit, but I feel like I've progressed since then. But anyways, going back to your question, <laughs> I feel like I have never, I've kissed girls, but I have never been with a woman but I am also like a free lover. I am a hippie to the oh, core. Oh, I love completely. it. Completely. I love it. Like open relationships. I'm like, <laughs> you go for it. I. One of my mantras in life is to never say never. Because I That's feel like you Yes. High five. I'm like, you got to try I, everything. Yeah. Especially when you've been in a relationship that long. I feel like if you have a crazy fantasy and yeah. you're both gung-ho. And you're both gung-ho, and you're both gung-ho. As long as you guys are on the same page. Exactly. And there's transparency and communication completely. I think, 
I think it does a relationship well. I on do anything, too. On anything. I do too. Finances, whether it's sexuality, Everything. whether it's religion, what anything. And that goes back to facing your shadows and it's facing true. that truth within yourself. And you need to confide in that person, absolutely. Oh, and that totally, totally. Needs to be open to it. They Has- need to listen to you without judgment. Being like, yes, I hear you. I may not agree with you, or yes, I hear you. Let's do it. But that person needs to receive it. Absolutely. If you want that type of connection, you need to be open. Have to. And check yourself too if you're feeling that judgment because it's natural to feel judgment. And if you're feeling judgment when your partner comes to you with something, check yourself and be like, okay, why am I feeling this judgment? What can I do about it? What do I need to do about it? Mm -hmm. How can I show up for my partner? Yeah, totally. And then it it makes a beautiful relationship for you to do that. Because then it takes it to a whole new level. Yeah. It really does. Not just a marriage or, but any, like I said, just friendship, anything. You need to be transparent. Oh you my really gosh, do. And yes. It is hard. It's hard to be transparent. It like is. Like you said, that vulnerability is. It is. And it's hard because you don't want to rock the boat or you don't want to come across as bitchy or you don't want to do this or do that or seem like this or seem like that. And... That's where setting boundaries comes into play, too. And if somebody crosses a line, you have to be able to step up and honor and vocalize mm-hmm. that a line has been crossed. And that's hard, too, especially when it's a friend or you're scared of, like, losing a partner or losing friends. And that comes back to being good with yourself. And if you're solid with yourself, then you can withstand any storm and you can stand well, but- losing a partner and losing a friend. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but... It does knowing that you'll be okay no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's hard. It's it can be hard. It's much harder done than said. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Okay, hit me with Brooks. Oh, Brooks, that's right. Boxers or briefs. <laughs> you should have something. <laughs> you were gonna be like something really dirty or really random. Well, I told her, I was like, this is gonna go up. This is gonna go one way. This is Dustin's question. She's like, oh I love you. <laughs> yeah she oh oh that reminds me of what she had said because like I've been that was why I said that I've been single for um for so long so she's like yeah like for a minute I didn't know I questioned like <laughs> she's so oh yeah and I'm like again like that comes back to like I have never been with one I don't rule anything out but so does no want to know if you will marry us yes I'll, I accept I do yes! I do Dustin she accepts I do <laughs> um Briefs. God, just a man in briefs. <laughs> I feel like I wish we could record like... your face right now. If we were recording, we need, need to go so live right now. We need to go live. Oh Let's my go goodness, live. that is too <laughs> funny. I love it. I feel like that's just. Well, that Speaking of up. owning yourself, right? <laughs> that really just like owns yourself. Oh my goodness. Okay, you just keep climbing <laughs> my ladder, girl. I love you. Yes. Okay, so she's taken by any single, <laughs> anybody who's listening. Dead she, is a dead deal. She is married to Dustin and I. Yep. Know. Okay. Oh, all right. This is a really good one. Ooh, okay. All right. I want to know what is something that you know in your entire being, in your entire soul, 
to be true. Oh my gosh, I love that you asked that. And you know why I love that you asked that? Because I know nothing to be true. Nothing? And I know like nothing with absolute certainty. And that's especially been something that I have really accepted lately. Oh, this is the more that I learned. Yeah. The more that I learned, the more that I realized I don't know and less certain that I am. And there is actually a quote that supports this, and this didn't influence my thoughts, but it supports it. The most intelligent people know nothing for certain, and they're the most open-minded because they have entertained and exposed themselves to so many different ways of thinking and so many different ways of life and so many different cultures and thoughts and paths that they're like, okay, so there are so many different ways of doing the thing, of living life, of being happy, of being successful. And they haven't locked it into one absolute certain way to do things. And I feel like that's me. And I feel like you go through ebbs and flows in life in so many different ways. And in one way is through certainty and uncertainty. And it's really hard for me to be uncertain. And that's something that I've really had to learn to accept, especially lately, because I feel like I'm in a question phase in my life where I know nothing for certain. And so being okay with that, and that's fucking hard too, because I'm like, no, I want to be certain and I want to know life's truths and I want to feel solid in them and know where I stand. And I've had to really reconcile that need with being okay with being uncertain the only thing, I mean, everything, honestly, like, I don't know if I could say, I mean, I guess one certain thing is that everybody's worthy of love. That's like the one that. certain thing yes. that I know to be true. Everything else is up for grabs. I don't know for certain. No, and I else. love that because that's mine. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. that everybody's worthy of love and that I love my family. Yes. That's mine. Yes. Is I that love I that. I know to be true. Yes. Someone could tell me till they're blue in the face. Yes. But you're like, no. No. It's, it's true. true. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> oh, that's so good. But I love that perspective is that you're so open-minded you. and it does make it, it helps you be like a sponge that you oh, want to yes. just absorb everything and all the knowledge. And that does make, and I've always just felt that from you. That, Thank you. And I think that's one reason why I'm so drawn to you is because everything's right. Yes, I thank you, you for saying that. Whatever, that's so important like, for me to, for people to feel like that. And that you do. I feel accepted. You, yeah, you represent that beautifully. Thank so, you. good for you, girl. Thank you. Yeah. I knuckles, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Let's see. And which, which one do I want to go with next? remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review.